the Beauty Inspires Beauty podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and today I have an awesome new guest. She's a new friend of mine. Her name is Fiona Truck. She is now a um, licensed cosmetologist, but she has quite the backstory she wants to share with us today. And that's what we're all about here at Beauty Inspires Beauty is sharing real success stories, but really how people got to where they are. So I'm super excited to have you on today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Jessica? Super good. I'm always excited to like get down to the nitty gritty and the backstory of things. So when you mentioned that you had a story that you wanted to share that you felt our audience could really benefit from, that's that's literally why I started this podcast was to share stories just like yours um, and to see all that you've done in kind of a short amount of time is pretty impressive. So can you tell everybody where you're from? You're local to San Diego with me, aren't you? Yes, I am. So I'm a San Diego native. I went to beauty school right after high school, got my license when I turned 20, but my background is really in cosmetic business development. And I just love beauty products. So here I am opening up a salon that is also a luxury um, beauty supply where I have handpicked every single item that has come into my shop that I truly love. And I want to be able to share that with all of my clients. So you're going to be like our curated bestie where you're like, okay, I need, I need something now. And I want like the best. I don't have time to like figure out what it is. I'm just going to go to Fiona's shop and I'm going to find the exact thing that I need or want. That's like the whole entire idea is like, you know, when you walk into Ulta, sometimes you can't really get someone to be like, Hey, can you help me? You know? Um, so here, when you come into my shop, you're going to be, it's like a personalized beauty regimen. You know, we can sit down, um, have a drink, you know, whether it's coffee or a handmade cocktail, um, and we'll just talk beauty and then we can figure out what it is that you need. Or if you, have a regimen already, what am I going to show you that you can incorporate into your regimen to make it better? 100%. Oh my gosh. I'm envisioning like a comfy place to sit and you're going to have to actually ask people to leave because they're never going to want to leave. <laughs> you can stay as long as you'd like. He said name though. Well, if you give me enough drinks, I'll probably buy half the store. It's perfect. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. So take us back down. So you, you, we have a similar story then as far as like going to school right out of high school, but you didn't go directly into doing hair, did you? What was your goal for going to cosmetology school? I always knew that I wanted to be in beauty, but my first love was actually skincare. But I did a lot of makeup very early on. Um, I Anything that came about, I like literally took. So at first, when I first started, I would do fashion shows. I would do... Um, like makeup gigs, weddings. And I actually landed some really cool gigs when I was working with Ed. Do you know Ed from um, 90 Day Fiance? Oh, I know the show. I don't think I know Ed. Is he local here? <laughs> he is local and everyone knows him from that show. So we have some published work together and we used to work on fitness trainers. So I used to like airbrush their abs, like, so they were more contoured and it was a pretty cool gig for a while. Um, and then I just like, couldn't get myself out of the department store. I just loved the department store so much. So I started at Nordstrom and Horton Plaza because I was recruited while I was working somewhere else. 
um, to work in the cosmetic department because I had shared that I was in beauty school. So I was such a top seller. They were like, we got to get you into a bigger volume store. So they're like, we're going to put you over at Fashion Valley. And I was like, all right, let's go. So after selling, I was a powerhouse. I was the youngest one in the department. I was like rocking and rolling. I would sell thousands of dollars of cosmetics and they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, just selling it. <laughs> um, so I got promoted to being a YSL business manager, um, worked for Yves Saint Laurent for quite some time. And then after that, I was like, you know what, maybe I should actually go and do hair. Like, no, oh, do I want to? No. So I ended up working at Benefit for some time doing brows. I was freelancing. Um, that was really cool. It taught me a lot how to like traffic stop and how to like sell like on the fly, um, even more than I was already. Um, and then after that, I did work in a, um, a salon in La Jolla. I assisted a really, really successful hairstylist. I hated it. I hated La Jolla. I hated um, assisting. It was awful. So then after that, um, I started just working at like a franchise just to get my feet wet behind the chair. I didn't really enjoy it, but then I got pregnant. <laughs> That was like the part that like really took a hit because I was like here trying to build my business. I was like saying yes to anything that landed in my lap. And after that, I was like, okay, so now I have to take a step back. <laughs> um, so I had my son, uh, went back to work. I started working in a salon out at Viejas, um, which was brand new. It was cool. Um, that's where I learned how to do uh, more color because it was an Aveda salon, so more customized color. And her and I just had this like vision one day. We're like, there's no beauty supply out here. Let's just open up a beauty supply. I was like, all right, let's do it. So we did. Um, it lasted about six to eight months. Um, some things happened, you know, it's hard to do business with people. So um, we decided to end the beauty supply. And when I was done there, um, I was like, I need cash like fast. So then I was like, okay, so let me go apply to sport clips. So I was like, I can cut some hair and I can cut it fast and I can make some serious money. So I started working at sport clips. I ended up staying there for like two and a half years because I... I'm very easy to talk to. The men loved me. I was making great money, fast money, cash. Like it was great. So then some things changed in my life. Um, I ended the relationship that I was in. I left uh, my son's dad. My son was about a year and a half at that point. Um, I decided to move back home and I was cutting hair during the day. I was serving beer at night, beer and wings. It was a lot. <laughs> and then one random day, I just got a call from Bloomingdale's and they were recruiting me for a position with Shiseido as a business manager. And I didn't apply for a job. I really didn't. I applied for a Chanel position two years prior to that. 
and they saved my resume. It was literally like a paper from two years ago that wrote like three lines that I actually liked. And they were, they kept my resume. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I looked down. I was like, whoa, that paper's two years old. If that's not the universe coming back around, I don't know what is. Right. So I was able to negotiate a big enough salary where I could quit both jobs. Um, so I was like, all right, this is what landed in my lap. So I took it. And, you know, one thing was Shiseido was a company that was very, very dear to my heart. I love the philosophy of the company. They were a great company. I would have stayed with them forever and grown with them corporately. Um, the products are phenomenal. I love like the technology and the complexes and the ingredients of everything that goes into those products. And every product that comes out has a story to it. And that's one thing that I like love about products. Um, so I stayed there. I built a beautiful client base till this day. I still have a lot of people that have followed me. Um, I no longer sell Shiseido because um, after COVID, they didn't have the budget for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring in a line that no one can get that's exclusive, that's um, also plant-based, that has beautiful complexes to it, that is exclusive, that is result-driven, and only available to professionals because I have my license. So I switched all of my clients to um, Glow Skin Beauty and they're all loving it for a fraction of the price. So um, after that, I, um, I decided to leave Bloomingdale's because I was denied my vacation. I was gonna be gone for a whole entire month. <laughs> Big ass um, corporate company. <laughs> but I was going to go on vacation for a whole month, but I had PTO, you know, and um, I was kind of getting to the point where life was changing, you know, retail was changing. It was harder to sell. I was starting like to get to the point where it was harder to get people into the store because everyone was buying online. You know, everyone knew what they wanted. They just click, click, click. And then it gets shipped to your doorstep, you know? So I was selling my, my services, my facial services, my client experience. And at the end of the day, what the internet cannot give you is physical touch. And I really loved being able to be in the spa room with my clients and, you know, showing them how to correctly use the products that they use and the benefits of it, how to incorporate it into their regimen at home and how easy it is to do it. Because, you know, people are moms, people have busy lives and they're like, oh, I don't have time to do it. But like, all you have to do is set it out and you see it and you're like, great, there you go. I agree. I agree. That's one of the things that now I'm getting older. I had to put a regimen together and you're right. If I just leave it out, there's ones that go there in the morning. There's ones that go by my makeup before and there's stuff right by my bed. I set it out. So there's no, it's like, it's like taking your vitamins. They just sitting there waiting for me. Um, exactly. my God, what an incredible story. I, I love the fact that I'm sure you don't looking back the grind that you had to go through by being in the industry, trying something that you thought you should do, which was what doing hair you know, and going down that path. And it's not for everybody. And I see a lot of people that get into the hair industry and think they just have to stick with it because that's all that they can do because they decided to get their cosmetology license. But in the grand 
scheme of it, like you're licensed to do skin, you're licensed to do nails, you're licensed to do so many things. And, and, and having that license will never fail you, but it doesn't mean that you have to stick to one leg of something. So it's really cool to hear your story that you've tried so many different things. Um, and what I, I do think is going to set you apart when you open this new business is that you've had the background with corporate, which provides a lot of structure and a lot of like quality education, which unfortunately I, I don't see a lot in a lot of salons. There isn't a lot of really structured assisting programs. So a lot of people have experiences like you did, whereas rather than going and learning a bunch of, of, of cool stuff that then can be applicable to, for you to stay at the salon, some of the assistants end up turning into little minions and they're running around doing all the bitch work and by all means, I did that as well. Like I scrubbed toilets, I cleaned floors with towels with my feet. Like I worked 12, 13 hour days until they realized they were paying us overtime. Like I did all of that as well. Um, so I get that. But at the same time, like your experience shaped you and pushed you and like even opening a business with somebody else and having that turn out the way it did, you know, partnerships can be difficult if the grand plan isn't put in place and there aren't structures set up along the way. Um, and I think for a lot of creatives, putting structure in place is tough and, and seeing the end result, it's kind of like, let's jump in and see where this goes. Um, but yeah, sometimes it can feel like too many cooks in the kitchen, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially when there's so much money involved, it becomes a very sticky situation. And, you know, my idea behind that beauty supply was the same vision that I have now. I'm just doing it by myself with more experience and with different product. So I'm going to go back over a few things that you said that stood out. So let's start there then. So what would you say would be your, your biggest takeaways from trying to open a business? We'll just stay on, on the business front for one, and then we'll tap into what it's like to try to open a business with a partner versus how you're doing things differently yourself. Okay, sure. So for uh, yourself, when you were, when you were thinking about opening the beauty supply, was it strictly just, you saw a need that needed to be met out there and you guys were like, okay, let's take this opportunity. Was there like any business plans put in place to open that? You know what? No, there really wasn't. It was just like a whirl. Let's give it a whirl. <laughs> and it was kind of the same idea of what I'm doing now. It was a beauty bar. I was doing brows. Um, and also too, it was just more of a discounted price out there because we were at the Viejas Outlet Center. So it would be beauty products at a discounted price. So our profit margin wasn't as high. And now I have fallen in love with luxurious products. So there's no discount now. <laughs> so now I'm holding myself to a higher standard of being able to create an experience. I love that. I love that so much. And honestly, at the end of, well, we're not at the end of COVID yet, but you know what I mean? The world has slightly opened back up and the physical touch is something that so many people have been missing. And so as easy as it was for them to click and purchase over the last year, which people got accustomed to doing it, I'm noticing that people want to be touched. They want that experience again. They want to go back to the way things were. And it's, it's not so much about just getting the shit. It's about the whole experience that goes with it. And there's definitely a certain level of um, clientele that you're going to work with when you're providing a service or products like that. And that is something I try to talk about and teach too, is yes, in the beginning of your career, like most careers, you sometimes have to say yes to things that you know you don't want to be doing or take clients that you maybe don't want to be taking. Um, and it's only then do you realize who your true ideal clients are. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, going through everything that you did and growing as much as you have all the education that you have now with all the companies that you worked for doing all your own stuff, like you 
are walking the walk for sure now. So I can't, I can't wait to see what this space looks like and to get to experience it. Another question I had when you were talking about sales. So sales is something I see a lot of people in the industry that struggle with promoting mm -hmm. themselves and then sending their clients home with proper products to take care of their hair. Um, can you kind of, it seems like it came naturally for you, but can you kind of talk us through, did they give you guys any sort of training when it came to sales or was this just something that you're unapologetic, you have no problem because it was a great product that you pushed or kind of dive into that a little bit. So I think that I'm just a product junkie and I just love them. I love to know what a product does, how, how do, does it work, the complexes of it. I love to know ingredients. I'm kind of a, like an ingredient nerd. I love to like read about like, how was this product even created or what ingredient does this have? And that's something that I need to understand about what it does to the skin. And, you know, now everyone is ingredient conscious. So being in sales, I think that I was a salesperson before I was a hairstylist. Absolutely. And I feel like I'm not really selling a product. I'm more or less like educating them. Um, and I think that's where you have to draw the line is, you know, a lot of the times people have quotas to me and they're like, well, I'm not a salesperson. Well, I'm not either, but at the end of the day, I'm telling you about the product and you can choose if you want to take it home. So what I always have been trained to do is I would do um, a whole entire regimen and I would talk about it. All you have to do is talk about it. You know, the client at the end of the day, they make up their mind of like, okay, this is what I'm going to start with. And you know what? No pressure because guess what? You can always come back. I want you to come back. I want you to come back and be like, you know what? I really liked this cream. So now I'm ready for the serum or I really loved this eye cream. Now I'm ready for the face cream or I really loved this hair mask. So now I need the serum that goes along with it. So, and it's all about building the relationship. I don't think that it's salesy. I feel like um, I'm educating them and I'm here to show you what I like. You know, I wanna share these products with my customers and I would rather have that relationship with them so they can come to me whenever they need anything beauty related. And that's why I always leave the open door, um, whether they have a question about something in the future, they can ask me, hey, what do you think about this? Or um, I'm ready for something else. What do you think I should get next? I love that. I love that so much because I think that's one of the hardest points to drive is that you're literally sharing something that's going to make their life easier, better, and it's going to ensure the service that you just provided for them, whether it's brows or hair or skin or any of that. If you know you've just given your client an epic service with those glow products, but they're going home to use you know, a bar of soap to wash their face and no, no, nothing to sustain what you've just created, you know, mm -hmm. you're doing them a disservice by not sharing that with them. And I think that so, so many people have that missed opportunity to make the commission or if they're independent and have their own salon suite to bring in a whole hefty bit of revenue from selling retail. I think that's key to sustaining and actually making a really good living in this, in this industry. Now you had your own small suite for a while, didn't you? Um, so I have actually only been in my suite right now for about four and a half months and I quickly outgrew it. I have a larger suite compared to the other ones, but I run so much retail out of that thing that I need more space. My assistant needs her own desk. Like we just have so much going on in our little space that I was starting to itch and I was like, 
you know what, I need a double suite and then, but there's none available. And also too, um, the price for double suites are outrageous. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm driving down all of these streets and I see vacant signs everywhere. So I need to go on the internet. So I started looking on LoopNet every single night trying to find the perfect space. And then I went to go check out like three of them. I put a bid on one, didn't get it. Um, one wasn't zoned for a hair salon, didn't like locations of certain ones. When I found this space, I was like, this is it. I love the neighborhood. Um, it's young, it's hip, it's trendy. There's a lot of foot traffic. Everyone has a dog <laughs> and I love it. So I went to go look at it at like 11 o'clock at night randomly because the guy, <laughs> the like, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. I was like looking in there like, oh, is this it? I felt it in my heart. I felt it. I was like, this is it. I'm gonna place a bid on it. So I did. Um, I was going head to head with a guy that wanted to open up a coffee shop right there. Um, I was like, there's a Starbucks across the street. I don't think your coffee shop will be sustainable here. And I had to sell my business plan to the landlord. I told him, you're gonna have the most beautiful women walking out of your space. <laughs> Sold, he's like, uh. Sold. Yeah, and he's like this 82-year-old man, and I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> Little hair whip and everything was okay. See, being a woman's all right sometimes. That's yeah. You probably saved that coffee guy an arm and a leg from putting himself up for failure, so he'll, I'm sure he'll send you a thank you card later. Oh my God. Yeah. So I can't, I cannot, I can't, absolutely cannot wait for this space only because I am local to you and my girlfriend owns a nail salon down the street. So I can't wait to introduce the two of you guys together because networking is just my favorite thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. I can see how excited you are. And that's truly when I see people that are successful in this industry, whether they do hair, skin, nails, any of the things, if they, if it doesn't light you up still, there's, there's something missing. And I think you becoming obsessed with the products and what they can do for the skin or the hair or whatever is what really like your passion for it. I can feel it through the screen, like your passion and the way that you're talking about it. Like you, your whole body moves differently when you're speaking about the products, like you truly embody what it means to like share these things. And it's just like, oozing out of you. I just know without a doubt, this is going to be super successful and everything that you've gone through, like has prepared you for running this business. And, you know, you have to look back sometimes and think, man, some of that shit was fucked up, but I'm so glad it happened the way it did. Cause now, you know, so much more, like a lot of what not to do and how you're mm -hmm. not going to do it later. And the things that you knew were missing probably in corporate that you can make more of a personalized experience for people when they come into your space. Absolutely. So you have to go through those things in order to know what works, what doesn't work and how you're going to do things right the next time, you know? Definitely. So what bit of advice would you give to anybody starting out in, in the beauty industry? I would say hairdressers, but you, you've kind of crossed all boards. So if someone's like starting out and they're maybe struggling, what would, what would be your bits of advice for people getting going? You have to say yes. And you have to find a niche. I used to think I had to be good at everything. And 
I didn't love doing hair automatically because I didn't love the clientele I was working on. I didn't like having to take in everything that walked through the door. And when I found my niche of what I loved to do, that's when I started loving my job. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you love your job and what you're doing, passion can pay the bills. And it can certainly take you to places where you've never thought that you could possibly be. You know, I was 20. I was young. I was hungry. I wanted anything that fell into my lap. And now I'm about to turn 30 and about to open up my storefront that I've always wanted, you know, and I can customize it to my liking through all of the experience that I've had. So you just have to say yes and be open, be open to learning, never stop learning. You know, every day is a different like lesson, you know, you have to take out of everything that happens to you, what did you learn out of it? And how am I going to do it better the next time? Yeah. Cause you really could have let that experience with opening that space with that other person kind of hold you back from ever owning again, or thinking that that was me meant for you, but you've taken that and transformed into something where now, you know, you have a, a foot to stand on because you've experienced what people would call failure, but ev through every failure, you've just learned so much more on what to do. That's amazing. For sure. And finding the niche. So you have to also walk your walk. You have to look your part. So I specialize in blonding naturally dark hair. I love doing brunettes. I love blonding. I love uh, products. And, you know, for my clients to walk around San Diego, they need to know how to take care of their hair, take care of their skin, because my name is on it, you know, and I want to be able to teach them how to make their life easier by using the correct products. Amen. and styling their hair because I, I want them to like style their hair. I love seeing the pictures. I love it when they tag me. I love um, when they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, that mask was so great. It made my hair less frizzy. Like at the end of the day, when they tell me that, I'm like, all right, my job is done. I love that. Oh my God. It's so refreshing to talk to someone who's still so passionate about what they're doing. It just really brings back life to me and reminds me of my younger self. So I'm, I'm, so grateful for you for reaching out and I'm glad we've had this time to chat. I think um, we're going to have to do a follow-up to the new shop and maybe do a little podcast episode in the shop so we can see all of the amazing things and you can walk us through all the rad things that you're going to carry in there. Oh, for sure. It's going to be totally Instagram worthy. I have my anthropology mirror on its way. We have an egg-shaped chair. It's super cute. Like, my walls are pebble cream and we're going to have like some jungle green accents in there. Very rustic. It's going to fit into the vibe of normal heights so beautifully. And I'm going to get a big old palm tree. You're going to feel like you're walking into a San Diego bronze, like loving shop. It's going to be really, really fun. It sounds amazing. Congratulations on that. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Um, where can people find you if they want to hang out with you? Um, you can always hit me up on Instagram. I'm here by Fiona. You can also follow sunkissedbeautybar.sd. Okay. And it sounds like we could probably get some classes out of you eventually on proper this and that. Do you think that'll ever be an opportunity in the future? Absolutely. So every um, month I will do like a coffee with Fiona where you can book an hour with me where you can come in. Um, I'll make you a drink. I love making lattes. I am a killer barista 
and you can have it out of a beautiful rose gold meal whatever the cup is it's going to be super cute um and we can just chat about beauty you know you talk about what are your concerns what are your needs what's your lifestyle what is it that you need in your life right now um your regimen now and how we can make it better so you're seeing results whether it's skin body or hair um i have it all i really do mixed with the side of therapists i'm sure because that's <laughs> part of what we do i love it oh absolutely Yes. Well, I'm going to be booking my appointment soon. And I think I feel, I feel like an IGTV live series should be part of your next red. That's my, that's my two cents I'm adding in because I think people want to listen in on to, you know, cause everyone has different issues with their skin, but a lot of us have similar issues. And if, if we could tune into that, it would probably give people some insight to where they don't maybe have to book that way. They can just hear, Oh, you know, Sarah was on your show the other day and this is, Oh, my skin's the same as hers. And will you have an online shop attached to your store as well? Yes, I do have my Shopify. Um, there are certain products that I will carry that are not allowed to be sold online like Moroccan oil, um, but you can always purchase. We do, um, I do ship a lot. I have an online e-commerce site too. Um, I have way too many platforms to keep up with, but- on Instagram. But the ultimate idea is the whole experience of coming into the store and touching and feeling and smelling and trying them on and all of the products that we use on you are sold as retail. Awesome. Okay. Sounds good. Can't wait. Thank you so much for being on the show, Fiona. Thank you for having me.